Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Talk It Out, raising awareness for mental health conditions and helping to stamp out the stigma. Today I'm joined by an international queen. Would you like to start off by telling everyone your name and your title, please? Absolutely. It's Christina Miller and I'm the new Royal International Miss 2023. Whoop, whoop! Yay! Yay! Oh yeah, I'm super excited for this. This is going to be a really good podcast. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be a bit about your adoption journey linking in with your platform. Absolutely. And my platform is Because We Belong and it entails how I've grown through being adopted and how I teach others as well to, you know, fight their journeys and travel without within life and how to navigate that while being adopted and dealing with mental health surrounding that. That is honestly incredible. So would you like to tell us a little bit about your adoption journey? Obviously, as much as you're comfortable with sharing. Yeah, absolutely. I am an open book, so I will share as much or as little as you want me to. But I was adopted from Kazakhstan when I was seven months old. So I was literally just a tiny little baby. Um, And for those who don't know, Kazakhstan is in, it's in Asia, but it's like under Russia, near China, Mongolia. Um, My ancestors are Mongols, they're the Huns, they're um, any other like big, um, well, how do you, how do you say this? Cause like in history class, you always learn about those, um, the Mongols who like took over the area and stuff like that. But those, those are my ancestors, which is pretty cool. That um, is so cool. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> us learning about that in history, I was like, oh my gosh, like, <laughs> that's my fam. Like, <laughs> um, but being adopted, I've always known I was adopted, which I think is, I've been told it's surprising to some people, especially being in America. Um, but it's kind of hard to hide because my parents are white and I'm very much obviously not white. I'm Asian, full Asian. And I've always, you know, been told like, no, you were adopted. Like we got you from a different country and all this stuff. Um, but a fun fact actually is that I was actually a Christmas present while I was being adopted <laughs> because I was adopted my gotcha day was December 18th and I came home the 27th and mm-hmm. I live, well, I mainly live in Atlanta, Georgia in the United States and I go to school in Alabama. That's so cool. A little Christmas present. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's literally probably going to be a fun fact for like the rest of life. Oh, it is. Like I remember during my interview, they said, what's a fun fact about yourself? I'm like, I am a Christmas present and the best <laughs> one yet. <laughs> literally a Christmas present. Literally. <laughs> So obviously you mentioned a little bit about your platform. Would you like to tell everyone a bit about how your platform came about and maybe what you do within your platform to let everyone know about adoption? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a junior in college right now, um, third year for those who do numerically, but I didn't really think about my adoption as like a huge deal until I got to, you know, be an adult, live my own. And that's when it kind of really hit me that, I couldn't really, you know, what's the word, compare, contrast. I guess I was comparing a lot um, of my life to, like, my other friends' life, you know, seeing them alone at college and how they interact with their families. But my interactions with my family was very different. And I think a lot of what that had to do with was being adopted and having that slight disconnect with your families. And it's, I think everyone goes through this. It's very common. Every household is also very different. Um... But Because We Belong instills positive mental health and positive thinking 
through foster kids and fellow adoptees. And I know in America, the foster kid organization and the whole agency and everything, it's not the best that it could possibly be. Um, A lot of kids go through a lot of things in the foster care industry, and it's so important to make sure that they are cared for. And of course, there are therapists, there are mental health advocates, there's everyone under the sun to help them, but sometimes they really need to see that firsthand experience. And I've been able to actually go to foster care organizations and talk to these kids and talk to them one-on-one about, you know, why they belong and why they should have a place in this world and try to have them recognize that. And I was actually very impressed um, by a local foster care agency here. Um, So what I actually do is I take a whole bunch of sticky notes and a whole bunch of markers because kids love markers like crazy. (laughs) And I had them write down affirmations about themselves. And this is something I wish I would have done so much earlier in my life because I was so like negative on myself, especially being adopted. Um, I would always, you know, kind of jab at myself and like that was the reason why I wasn't making friends or I wasn't as successful or I wasn't as pretty or I wasn't as whatever I was feeling at the time. I would blame it on being different, being unique. Um, and I would talk to these kids and I'm like, okay, who knows what an affirmation is? And a couple kids raised their hands, which is already really impressive. And then when I had them write down these affirmations, they already had such a positive way of thinking. And it just kind of opened my eyes in that aspect. And I know not all kids can have that way of thinking, but I knew that these group of kids were already so well cared for, but I could see in their eyes when I was talking to them about my story and like where I've gone to where I am now, especially being in pageants and what I do for literally, it feels like my job, honestly. <laughs> there, you could, you know, when you just look at somebody, you see their eyes just kind of like make a connection. They make that little click in their head and they understand what you're talking about and like they just kind of like have a full circle moment within their head. That's what I saw a lot of what was going on. And it was the sweetest thing ever. Um, so hopefully throughout my year of rain, of course, I'm going to be going out to other foster care industries and any state pageant that I travel to, which I'll be releasing that soon. I want to be able to talk to these kids a little bit. And I have some little surprises along state pageants. Oh, I love that. And I can't wait to see what yeah. your little surprises are. Oh, yeah, girl. I have a little little couple trinkets up my sleeve. I love gift giving. That's my, my love language. So I'll be giving out little little things here and there. <laughs> I'm excited to keep an eye on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so obviously you touched on a little bit about um, mental health within like mm-hmm. adoption and foster care. Do you think that there is enough mental health support when you're going through like this kind of adoption or foster process? Well, being... Being adopted internationally, and especially since I was a baby, I was from an orphanage, and usually there it's just, you know, one big house, you have rooms with certain age groups, it's like, it's very similar to if you go to like adopt an animal or a pet, that's like the most inhumane way to like describe it, but (laughs) you can see the kittens, you see the older cats, and you see the really old cats, like something like that. Um, That's how it is in the orphanage, and I'm not sure if in other countries that are as you know, popular with mental health awareness and stuff like that. Um, but in foster care, I think you could do more, period. Um, I think that there needs to be a level of understanding from the parents. I think that's where you really need to dive into because with the kids, everyone's concerned about the kids, right? You're always making sure that they're going to be okay, nothing bad's going to happen to them, that they're in a good mental space. But with the parents, 
what's so hard when a foster kid or any adoptee goes through being adopted and living with somebody who isn't their own and not really feeling completely understood is when the parents don't understand themselves. So I think growing up, and I can say this because my parents know, like we've talked about it before, but the hardest thing for me to grow up as, like I was very anxious as a kid and I don't think I realized that until like later on in life, but I was really weird and shy I wasn't like the typical like oh my god she's so weird she's so quirky little girl whatever but I was very like very antisocial, and I was very anxious and I would have these meltdowns a little bit more crazier than any typical kid because I was just so anxious and I had this fear of abandonment because I think any adoptee has that feeling because it's instilled from you when you were literally just a baby and I was put in an orphanage or someone was put into foster care you're instilled with that abandonment issue. Um, So without the proper care and the proper, you know, parenting, my parents just treated it like, oh, she's just having a normal, like, kid meltdown. She's having a normal tantrum, whatever it may be. But in reality, something much deeper was going on. And thankfully, I've been able to heal my past trauma when it comes to being adopted um, because I can recognize that. But a lot of these kids and a lot of these parents – don't recognize that I think that's something that needs to be brought up more to the parents and the kids definitely so maybe a bit more like understanding and awareness from like the parent side of things absolutely and within um my platform because we belong I want to be able to have these conversations with the parents that's amazing not at the age where I think parents would be like okay she knows what she's talking about right (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I think it's super important for parents to understand how different it is raising someone who is adopted versus someone who's not. A hundred percent. So just to bring this interview to a little bit of a wrap, would you like to leave like your social media platforms or your pages just so people can follow your journey or if they have any questions, they can get in contact with you? Absolutely. I actually have a podcast of my own. I've not posted there in a minute because I've been so busy with life, I feel like, (laughs) Um, but it's called Headspace. It's on Spotify as well. Um, but I do talk about very philosophical topics and I would love to have you as a guest maybe one day. Um, but it's all about life. I haven't recorded an episode about my adoption yet because I'm still working on the mental process of forming that kind of story in a podcast episode. Um, but you can follow me on my podcast. Um, and then I have my main social media, which is Christina Nicole Miller um no spaces or anything and miller spelled m-i-l-l-a-r we're a little fancy um and then of course royal international miss i'm the royal international miss you can check me out there and yeah and of course because we belong that's also a page as well i have like 20 million instagram pages it feels like <laughs> um but you can literally find me anywhere as well as on tiktok for those who love a good tiktok <laughs> moment brilliant well thank you for sharing those and definitely i'll have to have a catch up on your podcast and we'll have to have a little talk about that but keep your eyes peeled guys of course so thank you so much for joining me today i've loved speaking to you about your journey of course thank you so much